0: What up? Welcome back to diabetics doing things. It's us. <laughs> We're here doing the intro cuz that's what we do now.
1: Yeah, our weekly show has been going pretty well. Um I think that it's a good addition to like the flow of our natural week, so I like it. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's uh I, I like listening to it. It seems more regular. It's it, it kind of lives rent-free in my mind now in terms of like I'll I'll think of things that happen during the week or I'll see something and I'll want to talk about it. So yeah, we're we're back. We're back in the back in the mix. We got some cool stuff to talk about today. Before we get to our amazing interview, it's International Friendship Day. Is August first? Is that right?
1: Uh, it's Friendship Month, and yeah, okay. I think in August first is International Friendship Day. So talking a lot about diabetes connections and how important it is to make friends with other people who can understand what you're going through, so that you can support each other appropriately.
0: Yeah, and I think we are both beneficiaries of having friends with diabetes and know what that can add so our guests on today's episode are gretchen Audi, type one type happy and paloma guerrero glitter glucose diabetes besties diabetes bffs for life so yeah when i think of two people that i know where friendship with diabetes has made a big impact on their life they are some of the first people that i thought of so they're going to be on the pod today so very exciting
1: I think my favorite thing about them is that they're both like powerhouse women in their own right. Like they have these huge communities that they're a part of and that they interact with and, you know, prior to the pandemic and even during the pandemic. And I, so I watch a lot of Paloma's content. I don't know her in real life, but I feel like we are besties already for the resties. So if any of you guys don't follow them, definitely check them out on Instagram, uh, glitter, glucose, type one, type happy. And yeah, I think it's going to be a great interview. I'm
0: excited. I'm psyched. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. You went to the endocrinologist this week, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about, so you got a, you got your A1C back, and let's just talk about a little bit of the stress around A1Cs. Nobody ever went into an A1C appointment. I don't care who you are. You might be Lauren Bongiorno <laughs> herself, the A1C queen. You go into an endocrinologist appointment, and you're a little bit nervous. You, no matter how confident you are in your, in your time and range and your numbers, you are are anxiously awaiting that a1c number
1: yeah i mean first of all what's an a1c queen like i don't know what that even means.
0: well i mean she has her decide and conquer boot camps and her her oh, programs to you know lower a1c she does a really great a really great job and there's, there's a him. number of programs but yeah she uh, <laughs> uh and you know really focused around celebrating and or improving your relationship with with diabetes overall and not just focusing on the number but she's uh yeah she's the queen the a1c queen Uh, I have no idea.
1: That's interesting. Maybe I need to join a boot camp. All right, guys, here I am with my shame. Y'all ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the, so I had a endocrinologist appointment on Monday that I completely forgot about. And so she was like, we can just do a telehealth visit, but you have to come in this week for like an office A1C because my doctor is a G. She really began on to me. So I show up, I do this A1C and like, she already knows how anxious I am about it. So instead of like, telling me the number she's like okay miss musa we'll see you later and she like hands me she like does the drop and run she like drops the little receipt in my hand and runs away and i was like wait dr Basani." she comes back and i was like 7.2 which to a lot of people is a great number i think that for me and i don't know if it's like the way i was raised i don't know if it's like how long i've had diabetes or it's just like that achiever mentality but I want to be a part of that six club. Like I am a, I'm a club sixer for life. I'm trying to stay in that range. And so getting that 7.2. Yeah, exactly. Drake. See, I hate this. You've converted me into a Drake person, but anyway, the point is that I was just kind of disappointed in myself and just not happy about it. I feel weird.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like that's the most relatable thing that you could ever mention on a pod. Uh, we all have felt that way. And just so you know, because I, I did, I the research. Uh, he, he did the math. Uh, I was going through like testing and labs for like a life insurance policy a few years ago. And I had like a 6.5 and it came back, uh, you know, the, the label that they assigned was like elevated A1C. And I was like, no, that's not elevated, bro. Like I have diabetes, like this is great. And you know, so I looked up the best, average. Sir. I like had to send it back to the adjuster. I was like, the average A1C of someone with type one diabetes is 8.5. So, um which i didn't know at the time and, and so you know when we have those bad feelings about like a seven or you know high sixes or, or whatever like you said you know not saying that that's high per se but the endo probably told you that that we want to like you know get that you down, know she's really nice no, to me was... actually
1: um uh, my endocrinologist knows how anxious i am and so like once my a1c was a 7.8 and i literally broke down crying in her office which is exactly why she did the drop and run she's like i'm not watching this girl cry today so I think that she was like, it's okay. Like it's a pandemic. It's been really tough on a lot of people. Uh, Your body's done some amazing things in the last year. You know, she was really kind to me about it. She didn't make me feel bad at all. And I was like, I want to, she was like, I was like, but I want a six. And she was like, and we're going to get it. Like my, I'm really lucky to have a really great support system within my endocrinologist. Um, I'm honestly one of those people that doesn't even go to a regular doctor because I talk to her about everything. So yeah, I know that I can do it. I guess I'm just a little disappointed in myself. And I think that's normal when you want, but, but again, it's a weird place to be. Cause when I was younger at my A1C be like 12 and I'd be like, I don't care. Bye. And now as an adult, I'm like 7.2 girl, what? So yeah, just striving for better every day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, it's so difficult. A1- A1Cs are tough, man. And relationships with endos are tough. I know that Not every endocrinologist is like yours is, is, you know, has the time or has a good bedside manner. I think there's a lot of shame and stigma. Wow. Shame and stigma. Couldn't talk there. Uh, that comes from bad interactions or like tough interactions with, with endos, but super important to go to the endocrinologist, super important to go to the doctor. Like it's like directly associated with, um, long life. Like people who go to the doctor more often. Yeah.
1: I've been reading, um, think like a pancreas. We've been reading that and um, I'm like 70 pages in. First of all, this guy talks in metaphors. This book is so good. If you've never read it, go read it uh, by Dr. Gary Shiner. Is he a
0: doctor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gary. I don't, I don't, he doesn't go by Dr. Gary Shiner. Like he, if you call him that, he'll correct you. But yeah, that's what I call oh, him. Okay. Well, first he's of all, he's love yes. this
1: guy. I love this guy. So first of all, he talks in metaphors, which is like my thing. Like, I love it when someone explains it to me. But I never thought about like the correlation of like your numbers and how long you're alive and how healthy you can be and stuff. I guess I do think about it, but not to the level that it's explained in the book, especially at the beginning. So it is really interesting to think about that. It's like for you, like you don't want to rob yourself from your own future kind of stuff.
0: It's good. It's super like conversational. I'm about 150 pages into it. Need to finish it this weekend. But man, it is. Yeah, I, I think for somebody who's looking for answers about diabetes as well not just like right now but the long term it it's for people with diabetes i really have enjoyed it so far so looking forward to doing the review on the pod i want to talk go back to the endocrinologist thing like having that relationship is super important uh, i'll give you a little bit of insights to like i i didn't go to the endo for a number of years because i had this terrible experience with an endocrinologist office in colorado when i was in college who uh they had like billed me for something like they were doing some shady billing and whatever my insurance covered they were like marking it up like to cover like that they made the same amount of money for me every time out of pocket which i think is illegal anyway uh this place Uh i don't see them no more but um anyway the bill they had like sent a bill to collections even though my parents had like settled it with them and like paid it to the office but they didn't contact the collections company to like close the account so i had this account on my credit and it was like the only thing on my credit because i think this was probably when i was 18 or 19 and i don't know about you but i was not concerned about my credit score at that point in my life and so that was the only thing like my only credit was a negative derogatory remark and So when I went to go buy a car, I told this story a couple of weeks ago on the pod, I had like, my credit score was like 500. So it was just terrible. And that was because of diabetes. So I, for a while, just had that like in the back of my mind trauma of, well, I don't want to go to the endo because what if they send me a bill that I can't pay or that I don't know about or whatever, Uh and it goes back to collections and I'm screwed. So that was a little bit of it too. It's not just like the physical mental burden of diabetes, but also like financial and all of the other shit that goes along with it
1: i guess it's something that we don't think about all the time um i you know you don't even think about how like if you don't have access to insurance well i guess a lot of people do but if you don't have access to insurance like then it's almost impossible to build that relationship with an endocrinologist because like
0: or if insurance changes I i think about it all the time i don't know you you might not think about it much but i think about it all the time. i try
1: not to think about it I try not to think about it. I'm like an anxious person who tries, like even reading the book, I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much to think about. But I, I try not to think about it. I just, I'm very blessed, I'm very lucky. I, but there was a time that I wasn't. And I, like you, had multiple doctor offices ruin my credit. And I ended up having to like sign up for Parkland Healthcare Plus, which is like a free program that they have for homeless people in Dallas. I'm dead ass serious. Um, and I think it costs like $5 to get your prescriptions. So I was like super lucky. I lucked into this program. I was able to like still get everything that I needed, but it was like impossible to try to see an endocrinologist, like it was week, weeks and weeks and weeks on end just because my financial situation was not ideal, and that really sucks. Like, it's almost like putting a value on your life, like, wow, well,
0: it really is. And you know, I, I am also the HR person at my office, so and we pay 100% of our employee d- um, insurance premiums, and so it's renewal season, and I'm going through the renewals with. Uh, my insurance broker and I'm just like I'm looking at these things and all every year the costs go up. Every year the deductibles go up. Every year the specialist copay goes up. Every year the they add a new prescription layer that's more expensive. And it was, you know, I was just thinking of the people who work for me who have, you know, illnesses or or people or children with illnesses or whatever. And I'm like, man, the reason that we do this is so that we can help offset some of that cost and give them confidence and keep that continuity. Because if we switch brands of insurance, then maybe our network changes and, and you can't see the endo. node. So that back to that, you know, relationship that you developed with your yeah. you know, practitioner, if you can't go see them, for a number that you can afford, then they're no good to you. So, you know, it's, um, it's just a We're challenge. Having to see someone our... new
1: every time, like re-explain yourself, see someone new, new patient yourself, paperwork, all that new. stuff.
0: Yeah. It's... So you're
1: the, you're the HR guy at your job, which, well, maybe then I, I can talk to you about the thing I want to ask. Well, we can talk about it on the pod we talked about earlier. Um, so with the world opening back up and everybody going back to their offices and to their home locations, that is beautiful. That is wonderful. But the news, the CDC, and all these other places outside of Texas seem to be very concerned with the Delta variant, which I thought was a joke. Like, I was like, is this for real? Are you guys serious? Um, which, I, I mean, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a mutation of the COVID disease. Like, it's a yep. harder, ba- bigger, badder, uglier... faster, stronger. Oh, my God. Who are we, Captain Marvel? But anyway... Um, so my office is going back to the office. We're all going back to in-person. And uh, it's like a rotating schedule where I'm only in office two days and whatever. But we just had a meeting where we're supposed to come in on Fridays now. And I'm just kind of really nervous about it. It feels like the space that we're going to be in isn't being properly controlled. They're not really checking to see who's coming in the building. They're not doing any trace checking or anything like that. So I felt for the first time in my 20 diabetes years of life, compelled to like submit an ada form um and because i think this is relevant we it's recently been the the anniversary of the american disabilities Act. 30
0: years which is not very long
1: july 26th of 1990 so i mean i just i just i don't know i feel really weird about submitting the paperwork i feel weird about getting it filled out i almost feel like it's a 504 adult version Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I'm like in my lizard brain about it. Just like my ego is so like hurt over it. Cause it's just like, man, here you go. Diabetic, sick girl needing extra help. And I don't know. I hate it. I hate not being a team player.
0: Well, let's talk about it because I think we've talked about feeling disabled and identifying as disabled and you know, the, the conversation between that balance between, Hey, you can do whatever it is that you want to do, even though you have diabetes, but also if you need help, it is a disability and you have rights and options And walking that fine line. And I think not wanting to feel like a victim or a burden and some of the stigma that goes along with that. And I think that's partially just either being like a first generation American or, you know, parents that, you know, put that, put that in us, instilled that value in us and that kind of type A mentality. Uh, And also, you know, sports and like being an athlete, I remember some of the worst times I felt about my diabetes was when I had to pull out of a practice that was very difficult and I had to watch my teammates go do something without me or go through something hard together. And I had to remove myself because there's no explaining it to them. You know, I look okay. I can come back in later when it's not as intense after I get my blood sugar stable. But those moments felt the worst. I think when you like can't participate in something or you feel like you have, an advantage that or an out that your teammates don't have, and they kind of have to suffer without it. So it's
1: unfair. I, it makes me feel like, because they, I mean, I'm sure they would all love to be at home, also. Like, I, I know there's a, pe- a few people who really want to go back, and like, that's great, and nobody's mad at them. But like, there are other people who like have kids or whatever, and they want to stay home. And like, I completely understand their fears, and they don't get to use, there is no anything for them, right? So it's just like, I
0: can well, almost. I, I want to go back I think to what about you the said bad though. Feeling. Yeah. What you said, it's unfair. Yes, it is. Diabetes is unfair. Mm. Mm. Facts. I mean, it's just, um, and you know, I think there used to be a lot of negative discourse around like, Oh, well, you know, you didn't give yourself type one, like type, like people with type two and even people with type two don't give it to themselves. You know, it's not, uh, it's not a, you know, cut and dry situation. So, You didn't do anything to cause it. I didn't either. And yet at the same time, if I don't give myself insulin, my blood sugar is going to go haywire. I'm not going to be able to do my job at all, much less, you know, participate. So I think you've got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. And I think it's hard to advocate for yourself when there's things that you feel FOMO from and you feel like you may be or may not have. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like, it's I like- feel
1: so like, I feel so strong right now. Like I can run, I can lift, I can do all these things. And yet in the back of my brain, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared that I'm going to start showing up for the office. And after a year and a half of keeping myself safe, I'm going to get really sick. Mm. And it's like, I don't want to be sick. I don't, I'm so scared now. And it's just, I think it's normal. I definitely want to talk to some people about getting a booster shot. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but maybe next week or sometime soon we'll get someone on who's had the two shots and maybe we can talk about it a bit more. That would be really interesting. Um, Cause right now I'm just trying to keep it safe. I'll let y'all know how it goes with my paperwork. If your girls don't gonna have a job or if Rob's going to have to hire me full time, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it's going to be a great interview. I'm excited for the show today and yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think if you're feeling weird about your endo, feeling weird about your A1C, feeling weird about having to go back to the office or not being safe or feeling strange about COVID Delta variant. Yeah. All those things are real and we feel you. Um, I'm right there along with you. You know, I'm wearing my mask in the grocery store now and I'm not doing it. I'm doing it less for me and more just to, you know, keep up for people who are immunocompromised and, and really would be hurt by you know getting a delta we variant we are, are immunocompromised I know but I'm also vaccinated and I feel like the numbers of people who get COVID delta variant who are vaccinated are favorable. I'm doing and so I'm just doing what I can yeah. to help people around me, you know. So yeah, we've had people at the office uh who have like we're we're doing like the NBA because everything I do is like the NBA. Um is we have a COVID we have a health and safety protocol. So if you get come in contact with somebody who tests positive, you gotta stay away from the office for three days and get a test. But uh, but see, are- that's,
1: at least there's a system that's what i was asking is like you're the hr guy so like at least there's a system there and i'm sure if like one of your diabetic people was like hey i don't you know there's that's a whole conversation for you guys to have i guess it just makes me nervous when i don't know if the person reading my documentation has diabetes and is gonna really think i'm for real or be like she just want to stay home Canceled. yeah but
0: even if like it's illegal for them to even suggest. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the Americans with Disabilities Act covers is that you can't be discriminated against based on a disability. So, you know, there may be some bad feelings about that from coworkers, but legally they can't do that. So I don't know, man, it feels weird though, doesn't it? It's like playing playing the disability card, even when you feel strong and, you know, active and having your, you know, diabetic summer.
1: Yeah, I did have a hot diabetic summer. It was, was, I mean, even though it has, ends with a 7.2, you know, it's okay, girl. We still have fun. Yeah. still, you know, we still got out there. So anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We also have some cool stuff coming up this week uh, as a giveaway. We're going to do an email blast and I'm going to put out a special podcast episode with Kendall Simmons, who is the first person with diabetes to win a Super Bowl. And he is the namesake of the newest myabetic bag, the Simmons diabetes duffel. So we're giving away one of the diabetes duffel. It's going to be stuffed with Type Zero products. Who is also the sponsor of this episode? So we're going to have Type Zero uh, post coming through here in in a in a, in a second on the read. Uh, and it's also going to have the diabetic hoodie and the sensors fail shirt inside. So it's like Ooh. a four hundred dollars worth of, worth of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to uh, announcing the winner and uh, to seeing you know how many people enter. So that's going to be available on our website and uh, we're going to be promoting it all over uh, our, our Instagrams as well. So keep an eye out for that.
1: Exciting stuff. I, the myobatic bag is dope. So all, all of this stuff is dope. I can't wait to see who gets it either.
0: It's, yeah. It's going to be big awesome. Stuff
1: coming. in big, big stuff.
0: Just trying to, you know, give some stuff back with some of our partners and, and doing all those things there. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode coming up. Uh, Gretchen and, Paloma are really good friends uh, of mine from the diabetes community. I got to meet them both multiple times and work on a number of whatever diabetes influencer or speaking projects, and uh, that's always been uh, really fun. And they are just two A one people, and I'm really looking looking forward to kind of digging into you know what their you know what their friendship is like and so how weird. they turn a negative to a positive.
1: Usually, whenever we have guests, I've already met them and like they're my homies or whatever. So now we're meeting Rob's homies, his IRL influencer gang friends. And I'm excited to see, uh, to see that. Like, I don't know. I'm interested to, interested to watch and be an anthropologist throughout this episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun. And you know, you also know, know them, so it'll be, it'll be great. And I'm hoping that you uh, guys all enjoy, and they are also going to do a takeover for us. So keep a lookout for that by the time this episode is posted, they will have already done it, but, um, Go check back their takeover on our Instagram. And so you can see what it's like to live a day in the life of glutaricose and type 1 type happy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get to the episode. What's up, guys? I got a very important announcement for you today. Not only is this episode sponsored by Type Zero Health, but Type Zero is now our official fitness partner of diabetics doing things. And that's exciting for me because if you can hear... I'm actually mixing up some type zero NO booster in my shaker cup right now, because I'm about to go work out like I normally do late in the day. And what I want to tell you first about type zero is that for people with diabetes, you can get the boost and the pump you need to crush your workout without having to worry about spiking your blood sugar because type zeros an NO booster is clean. It's caffeine free. It uses natural ingredients, no artificial flavors or colors. And it doesn't spike your blood sugar, but it gets you the pump you need. It also doesn't have caffeine. So I can have it later in the day. Like I am right now, it's about five 30. I've just gotten through my work day and I'm about to go hit the gym. I use it when I play basketball, when I go on a run, when I hit the weight room, which I've been doing a lot lately. And I've been using it to help me shift into workout mode while I'm at home. I get that shaker cup going, mix it up. I'm using the cherry limeade flavor right now. You got to check it out. Typezerohealth.com for more information. If you use typezerohealth.com, use code RobHow. That's my name, Rob Howe. No spaces at checkout, and you can get 20% off. Type Zero is a T1D owned business, and you know how I love T1D owned businesses. Check out episode 132 for my interview with the founder of Type Zero, John Jensen. You can hear his story there. Also, check out Type Zero's Clean Nitric Oxide Supplement. I've been taking it for a few weeks now, and it has really powered my recovery. Again, no caffeine, just beetroot, pine bark, arginine, and citrulline, which are natural ingredients. It helps me recover, which is a big part of how I implement my training these days. I've got to be able to recover. I take on a lot of mental, non-physical strain, and then with my workout schedule, it's hard for me to recover and bounce back. And this has really helped me. I even left a review on Amazon with a photo of my whoop strap where it shows month over month how my recovery increased after I introduced the clean nitric oxide supplement. So check that out. Again, typezerohealth.com, the official fitness partner of Diabetics Doing Things, and use code ROBHOW for 20% off at checkout. All right, back to the episode. Welcome back to a very special episode of Diabetics Doing Things. Not only are Eritrea and I here, we have two incredible guests joining us. Uh, You may have heard of them on this pod before. I've got Paloma Guerrero, Glitter Glucose, and I've got Gretchen Audie, Type 1, Type Happy, here in the room with us. Welcome to the show, Gal. Woo!
1: Excited (laughs) to be here. We're so excited to have you guys.
0: So August is International Friendship Month. (laughs) and eritrea and i were talking we're like oh who are some friends like with diabetes who you you know they could tell a story about how like meeting someone with diabetes and like becoming friends has really impacted their life and immediately, I thought of you two as diabeties because I, you guys, not only are diabeties in real life, but also share that journey on your platforms and have been doing some like trips together and talking about how like lucky you are to have each other in your lives. So I was like, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity to get Gretchen and Paloma back on the pod. So here we are.
2: Oh, I yes, awesome! That. Yeah, I feel so honored, and we're excited to share our story as well. And. Spread the friendship,
0: love. Yeah, <laughs> and just.
1: Also, you're our friend too.
0: I am. This yeah. is a two-way street.
1: <laughs> it's a bestie yeah. gang in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was flexing on Eritrea uh, in the interview. I was like, "Hey, I've met like Gretchen and Paloma multiple times. Like, this is going to be fine. Like, they I know they I know them in real life as well as on the internet. It's it's a real it's a big deal. We do.
1: You th- all three of you guys are big deals. I feel very honored to be in the same Zoom call with you, uh, and to learn all the all the like inner things. I'm excited. It's going to be good. Um, I know Paloma and Gretchen, like Rob said, go on amazing BFF trips. And I think that's like so interesting and amazing. So I just can't wait to hear all the little insights they share.
0: So let's just back it up a little bit for, you know, because we, you know how this is uh, uh, any of these types of like calls or meetings or panels or whatever, you got to share a little bit of your diabetes origin story. Uh, why don't you guys share, like, let's start with Paloma, talk a little bit about when you were diagnosed and like what that was like for you and and then do the same thing for Gretchen. And then when you guys connected and how, you know, you grew your, your friendship from just like internet friends to diabetes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's funny because mine and Gretchen's story is like kind of similar. We were diagnosed around the same time I was diagnosed in 2013 and we both had the same feeling of feeling alone, feeling lost. And I think most people diagnosed with diabetes, um, go through those feelings. And so again, both of us (laughs) sought out the online community and, um, you know, we're really just looking for a place where we belonged and a place where people could say, we could share something and someone could say me too, like that happened to me too. And, um, that's why I created my persona. You know, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. I have glitter glucose. And um I really found like my home. I found my place online and and really started connecting with people all over the world who also live with diabetes. And, you know, through that, I was so lucky to meet Gretchen out of all those people. I always say like, there's no way I would have met Gretchen otherwise. Like, I can't think of a scenario. I don't, I would have not met you, Rob. Like, no, there's so many things about diabetes that suck, (laughs) but like, there's like some in this space that we're at right now, there's some very special things that I've gained through diabetes.
0: I totally agree. I'm lucky to know both of you, all three of you really.
3: (laughs) Yeah. With my
2: story. Yeah. Like Pluma said, very similar. Um, I was diagnosed in 2014. Um, I was 23 years old, so I've already lived my first life. You know, I had like, had everything figured, figured out. Um, and then after being diagnosed, I was like, sorry, from square one, I didn't know how to eat, drink, workout, even just be around my other friends. Um, normally because I, just, there was so much change. And so I just felt so alone and I couldn't talk to anyone about it. No one understood me. Um, they would just see me taking shots, but they didn't see like the internal struggle and like I was carb counting, like all this stuff in my head. Um, so yeah, like Paloma, like the first thing I did was went on Google and I was like people with type one diabetes and like the only thing that popped up was Nick Jonas. And I was like, Cool, but like I can't relate to him. He's a pop star. Like he's way beyond me. Like I just need like a normal person to just like ask questions and just like be a friend. Um so yeah, like at, during that time too, that's when like Instagram was like just starting. So like um just like, like Ploma, like I made a Instagram and, and blog, um, type one type happy just to like journal about what I was going through and just like talk and and open it up to conversation and like slowly like try to meet people like through Instagram and then as Instagram grew as a platform and the diabetes grew, diabetes community grew, then like actually started to like actually make friends and be like oh my gosh this is such an amazing place and just like Paloma said like I felt so like heard, so seen, so like so loved and supported and it just became like such a great place to just hang out at and like learn new things and make new friends. So like coming from being just depressed and alone to now supported and and more confident because I see other people living with diabetes and it really changed my life. Definitely would not be, I would be lost without, without the diabetes community for sure.
0: And I think that was my first thought when Eritrea brought up like international friendship month or, you know, worldwide friendship month. We talk a lot about the benefits of having friends with diabetes. And like you said, Gretchen, like there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people with diabetes uh, type one and type two here in the US, but there's something really special when you meet somebody who would be your friend anyway. Uh, and you, diabetes is just what brought you guys together. And that, that is what I think about when I think of you too, I was like, there's diabetes is just something that you have in common along with a list of other, of other things that are, you know, normal and just things that you're interested in. What was that like, Paloma, like meeting people who you just connected with even beyond diabetes? Diabetes is just the thing that kind of led you to, you know, these people.
3: Yeah, I feel like diabetes is like the thing that opens the door. And then like we talk about diabetes things. And then at some point it's like, okay, we get it. Like we have diabetes, like what else about you? (laughs) And like with Gretchen, literally, we love all the same things like country music Disney like fashion and um, exploring and me and, and Gretchen have spent so much like extended time together like morning to night for like 10 days straight you know <laughs> and like and we never like get tired of it because like we're so easy go- we're so just like in sync that it just like works out. And so I love when, you know, that my followers feel like they truly are my friends beyond diabetes, like something special that just happened last weekend, one of my followers is going to be in like a beauty pageant. So she sent me three photos of her dresses. And she was like, I know you love the glitz and glamour. Like, which one would you choose? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like, <laughs> like this is right up my alley. It's, it's like, you it's came to the so right place for this question. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I'm here for, really. <laughs> so I just love that I have these real friendships to people all over the world that, you know, diabetes opened the door for.
0: That's so cool. And, you know, I think that's, you know, for me as well, like I think of all my, you know, diabetes bro friends or uh, as David Mina hashtag like Diabros, you know, just thinking of all the things. And, and you, you know, similar to you, Paloma, all the things that people message you about or comment about my favorite is when somebody who is like a parent or a caregiver of a kid with diabetes who plays basketball and they like send me their highlight tape (laughs) or like a photo of them with like a a CGM or like wearing their pump or like in playing basketball. And that, like, if you had to put like a, what, what is my like favorite purpose or calling or whatever, like you said, uh, diabetes opens the door that is my target audience. Like the, you know, parents of kids who are just trying to live their dream and, you know, their parents are worried and they're watching CGMs like while the kids are playing. And it's just like, guys, it's going to be fine. This is, this is, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just a really, a thing that brings a lot of joy to me that I never would have been exposed to otherwise.
3: It really is special.
1: I thought it was interesting when um, you said that people that you would have been in friends with anyway, because I find that like, Maybe when you're from separate worlds, like different communities, maybe you never would have been friends, but that diabetes is that thing that brought you together in the first place. And then you find out, Hey, we actually are so much more similar, even though we're from completely different worlds or different States or different places. And I think that's, that's beautiful, man.
0: (laughs) It is like, and I think it's one of those things, like you said, Paloma, like diabetes sucks. And there's a lot of it. That's just really labor intensive and kind of lives rent-free in your mind and and at the same time there's so much more to a person than just how they manage their diabetes and how many carbs that they count on a daily basis uh which is a lot you know look at all of us juggling all that math in our heads all the time you'd love to see it um so for you guys, like you you mentioned this plumber and we, you know, follow you guys, obviously and our fans and fans and friends, you guys took a trip together like recently and, you know, spent a lot of time together. What was that like to like take an internet best friend, uh, and, and, you know, go on a trip together.
2: Oh, it was, it was awesome. Um, it's, I mean, it became the ultimate like girl trip that you could ever want. Um, but yeah, like few, I mean few years ago I would never imagine like meeting someone online and like then meeting in person and then you know years later we're going on like a 10-day trip together um to go road trip um so like that it's just so cool that you know our story and like where how we met and like where we came from like just blossomed into this awesome friendship and like Ploma said that we have so much in common like first thing being dive like we met um, just online. And then, um, then actually met each other in person at a diabetes event in LA. Um, and then we were like, you're actually kind of cool. Like, yeah, you have diabetes, but like, we could probably hang a little more. And so we just kept in touch and then, yeah, trips kept going and yeah, we just ended up on a fun little vacay.
1: How was that first trip? Like I I think about like the first time I ever hung out with like another diabetic person outside of, like a controlled space, right? Outside of camp or a convention, right? So like did you guys go like on a little coffee date? Like how do you break that ice with that person that you <laughs> met online for the first time?
3: It's we like kind of jumped right into things. We first met at the diabetes event in LA and then when I was back in LA I was like hey you want to go to Disneyland and we went to Disneyland and then I had got invited to another uh, like a gala in LA and I was like do you want to be my date and so we went to that and then um I invited her to come to Phoenix and hang out for like a week right before COVID actually hit and um that was, I think, our first time spending like extended time together, mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, I would say like
2: um, for most other people, like meeting, yeah, controlled events, like that's easier. But then, yeah, it's kind of like took it into our own hands, and I feel like with most like other people too, like coffee dates are so easy, like to put together. And like, or even if you like to go do like play basketball together, like what, like an activity, like whatever it is. um, I think people are so like open to that and like actually make a friendship like a real, you know, physical thing Mm -hmm. than just online.
1: Sounds like there's two ways to go about it. So you can either react, do the coffee date, do the chilies or go hot and heavy Paloma style. Say, I want <laughs> you to be my best freaking friend. I mean, yeah. how else do you tell someone that? Exactly. Come to Disney World with me. Be All my right. date to this gala, home girl. Like Paloma, yeah. like, we locked in for life,
3: Gretchen. Yeah. Yeah. i like, you're never getting rid of me, Gretchen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do have to give Paloma a little bit of credit there though, because you are like always up for an adventure. So I remember I came out to Phoenix right before COVID to speak at a JDRF event. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to Phoenix, like might as well work, try to figure out a way to work Paloma into the, like to the talk. So we did like a live podcast. And then before uh, before the event, you put together a happy hour. Like people flew in to that event. <laughs> just to, like up. come, yeah. Uh, like Maddie Spiceball flew in for that event just to go to happy hour with Paloma. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how serious it is to be a fan the of influence, the influence
3: The uh, influence that you have, the power. <laughs> Out that we got pedicures and we went to Dillard's. Isn't Paloma there a YouTube video? Swooped me,
0: she swooped me up from the airport. Uh, and we immediately went to get pet like, to get pedicures, and we were in the fiat uh in so the chariot, like, the Paloma, like, yep, Paloma it, wagon. Got to get in the P wagon, the Paloma, the Paloma <laughs> wagon, and uh we went to Dillard's and like we picked we went shopping and like, I had a glitter glucose Friday. It was like the best day.
1: I mean <laughs> Palomas a really real life. I think the first time we've ever talked about Paloma, Rob was like, she is a real life Disney princess, Eritrea. This is (laughs) not a joke. She opens the windows, the birds sing, like it's all.
0: (laughs) Well, and, and I think too, like you mentioned it earlier, Paloma, like you really do honestly connect with the people that you follow, that follow you and that you, you know, have in your community online. And I use you as an example, like in work, like work conversations about influencers of like, and people are like, well, we don't really know what size community. I'm like, Hey, don't look at size of community all the time. Like look at the relationship that this person has with the people who are around them and see how much like value and, and equity that they put in that. And I think that I, I use you as an example all the time because you always talk about like you don't have followers, you have friends, and you guys just vibe on whatever it is that you're doing on a on a given day.
1: And it sounds like friendship is just that, just vibes, just yeah. good vibes. Like you guys just found each other and we're like, this works. And we happen to carry the same low snacks. So boom. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I remember um, when Paloma like, were like, we're partying at the bar, um, and like, just like no big deal. Um, like I getting a low. So like, she hands me like, uh, gummy bears and we're just still like dancing in the dance floor of the bar and I'm like eating gummy bears and then like she pulls out her like pump from her bra like to like give herself insulin and we're just having the best time but like living life but also taking care of our diabetes together like just living it
1: (laughs) disco margs bad girls diabetes collab i love it (laughs) all all the vibes all the vibes (laughs) so has there ever been like a friend like hey other than gummy bears like oh no she's really low i need to help my diabetes friend in this situation because i know what she's going through kind of or you guys both like very solid humans
3: (laughs) um uh, Gretchen saves me more than I save her. <laughs> That's true. She She's never has,
2: she never has never... snacks on her. I always carry the snacks.
0: <laughs> a friend with snacks is a friend indeed. And I think that applies like outside of diabetes as well. But um, I also used to be bad. Don't feel bad, Ploma. I also used to never carry snacks because I could just go to like 7-Eleven and grab like, you know, you know, walk from my office or whatever. But now... I have a stasher bag and my little, you know, I'm glad. Shout out fanny packs and crossbodies have come back into fashion for dudes. So I wear them and I got a stasher bag with gummy bears in there at all times. Sorry, sorry, movie theater. I'm sneaking in these gummy bears in.
1: So in the diabetes friendship, you need those responsible friend. And then we've got the, I forget my low snacks everywhere friend. That's interesting that it really reminds me of my dynamic with my, my, with my DBFF also. Cause it's like, somebody's got to be in charge here. Like somebody's got to be prepared for the both of us.
0: (laughs) How nice is it though? It's like, just to have a normal conversation, be like, Oh man, I really need snacks or I need a juice box. And like, I know you have one and I don't like, what, what is that feeling like just to know that you can rely on somebody?
2: so like natural like I feel like most of those like comments if you're around anywhere else or with any other person you kind of keep them to yourself and like so you just kind of have to figure it out yourself but like it just kind of feels so like relieving and like natural you just kind of like say it out loud and like whatever like oh I'm high and like she'll like get it like if you don't have to kind of like tiptoe around like what you're saying or be scared that you're going to like offend someone for bringing out your needles or something. Um, it's just, yeah, it just feels good. Like <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> when
3: I say I'm high in front of other friends. They assume other things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Knows what I mean,
2: yeah, we can just say whatever we feel and we can get it.
0: And it's just normal. It's just normalized, yeah. right? Normal. And you know, when people see you guys dancing at the bar, the first thing they don't see, they don't see diabetes in there at all. They, they see two girls living their best life. And uh, you know, they, they don't know that, you know, when you, you maybe didn't order a diet drink or maybe it's a, like for me, if I'm like partying, I usually drink like vodka, Red Bull is like my party drink, which is oh, rare yeah. these days. Cause you know, we're at home, but uh, <laughs> I don't have RBVs in my kitchen guys, but I do like, I, and one time I remember being in Vegas and i was like going back to the bar and my blood sugar was a, like a little bit low and i was like you know what no need for diet red bull on this one we're going yeah. we're going the real thing we're just going to treat this low with a cocktail
1: full send <laughs> i am hard judging you on that being your cocktail choice i just want i want you to know that like hey. the, like that gives me big f-word boy vibes oh, for like sure. red <laughs> bull and vodka friend like, my, w- my wife my wife plucked are- me out
0: of the 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 ranks of of toxic dudes for sure you're in the
1: sunken place. Thank God. For yeah. Erica. But if
0: like, I work hard, I, like if I'm going to be up past like 1130 party and I got to have a little stimulant in there with some red bulls. So that's yeah. my, that's my excuse. What would
1: Don Draper think. What would Don say?
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Move forward though. is what he would say. But yeah. So one thing I also really like about both of you guys is how transparent you are with how you're feeling about diabetes. And I think Gretchen, I'll maybe I asked you this first, but you are really open about feeling burnt out about diabetes. And I know even in the past, like, and in Paloma, you can speak to this as well. Is like you don't just live with diabetes; you also work in diabetes in some capacity, and like you have these online platforms, and you're involved in diabetes at a lot of different levels. Uh, and Gretchen, you talk a lot about how that can be overwhelming at times, and like you, you know, have the need to find that balance and kind of step away or just you know make sure that you're okay with yourself. How do you yeah. how do you kind of manage those things?
2: Yeah, definitely, burnout is a real thing, and we've talked about in the past two, like. Die, uh burnout with diabetes itself and then also like social diabetes burnout um so those are two like big things and for me like i mean just the social aspect sometimes it's like you need to like step away from instagram or you know because you get tired of people or if you you follow people like showing their numbers you just it's all diabetes you're like you know, I just step away and like, just kind of like forget about it and let it go. Um, and like go do something that like makes you happy. Like that's always like makes me feel good. And then like with actual like diabetes burnout, that's, what's so good about like having like a diabetes because for me, like when I'm tired and like, just don't want to deal with all this like stuff, like I, the first thing I do is like call or text like Paloma and be like, dude, like, I am not having a diabetes day. Like, I'm so sick of this shit. Like, that sorry, well, sorry,
0: you can, you can <laughs> um, say I'm that air like, trade curses <laughs> all the time. We got, you know,
2: I got, I got all into it. Um, but yeah. And just like really venting to a true friend that like understands and like, doesn't have to ask you any questions. They just get it. And like, they could even give you tips too. And like, or they're going through it too. Um, I think just having a friend like has really helped me a bunch with, with that.
3: Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing that not only can I vent to Gretchen about diabetes itself and how much that sucks but I can also vent about the job aspect <laughs> because we have the same job essentially. So like she gets it on, both like a professional level and like an emotional level of living with the disease itself so it makes the world of a difference like who else can i go to that like really gets it i can talk to my friends about it but and they could be like yeah yeah that that sucks you know they can try (laughs) they can like try
0: their best but they don't really know right
3: right but like gretchen feels it knows it and has been there herself too really special when
1: you don't have to explain your experience and you guys can just like said vibe like man this really sucks or I need help with this and I'm so many DVFFs do that and just be like a good sounding board for that person to make either a better decision or you know do you guys ever like complain about diabetes stuff to each other like about like oh I'm gonna try this and I haven't tried it yet or I'm gonna get on this medication and it's new like have you done it stuff like that like
2: oh yeah definitely I mean even, even with the, um, the Libre, like, uh, Paloma was on it first. And then, so I was asking her like all these questions and like, really like watching her put it on, like figure that out, like what that's like. Um, and then like, I ended up getting one later. So like, it was just cool to be able to kind of see it actually in action rather than just like read it on a website because you don't know what the actual like using it is like so seeing her live her life with it and I was like I could do that too so then I got interested in it so it's always cool when stuff like that happens
1: yeah
3: because your friend gives you the real yeah the real yeah (laughs) that's true that's how I felt about insulin pens because I had been on a pump most of the time with um of having diabetes but I always thought I can't be on pens because I like to do this and that and whatever. And then I'm like, but so does Gretchen. She does all the same things I do and she uses pens. So I can make the switch too. And so I was on pens for like over a year and really loved it. Now I'm on the pump again. But um, I felt like I could do it because I knew Gretchen was doing it.
1: I saw you last summer Paloma get off your pump for the summer and I really thought about doing it too like I see how that can translate to Instagram like that same friendship thing of like well my because in my head you're my friend Paloma I'm sorry I'm lame but I'm like my friend Paloma can do it like oh she does stuff like that all the time like you can take a break from your pump it's not a big deal like that I don't know it's just it's definitely changing the game because it makes scary things that look scary not as scary.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, I think about that a lot in terms of just the diabetes community in general. I remember Gretchen, you ran the New York city marathon a few years ago. And that was one of the reasons why, like, I felt confident in running a marathon. I was like, Oh yeah, I know Gretchen and Marie nerds can fight Marie Diaz shout out Marie, the the ultimate podcast fan. Um, she, you guys ran the New York city marathon and I mean, and Robin Arzon ran it too and she ran it in like 30 minutes, but I was like, okay, like I'm probably not probably not there, but uh, because like Gretchen and Maria are real people who I know and like, you know, managed it and like I saw you guys do it. You were sharing all of your running journeys and all these things. I was like, wow, like I really, this is doable. This, this can be done. Was and sure that enough, there the- it is
1: the marathon the marathon that we told us about last week was that the same marathon that you're talking oh yeah about?
0: yeah yeah that was the one that we talked about uh but yeah they yeah, ran, ran the new york city it. marathon in like yeah. 2017 i think right maybe i don't know and uh yeah they did that was the first time i had really like that was one of the early on in the diabetes community and my journey in the diabetes community as wow. well and just seeing people who were normal and not like freak athletes uh you know, or, you know, and not, not to say that you guys aren't great athletes, but you were, you guys are normal people and And, like had jobs and like things to dedicate yourselves to outside of training and you did an awesome job. So and Gretchen was a
1: new diabetic. Like she had only been diabetic for three years. That's insane. Gretchen. I didn't, I didn't know that about you. Wow. That's so inspiring.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It was, I mean, I was kind of nuts for doing it, but I was like, I, just I just wanted to do it. Like I kind of want to prove to myself that, like, yeah, I have diabetes, but like I can still run a marathon. It's okay. And that's yeah, that's that's what both me and Flo like to do. It's just like we like to live our life and like inspire people to want to do those things to live a normal life or live their life to the fullest. Like uh, we travel, we adventure, we go to the bars, we go to country um, country concerts, um, all the things. Like and people can see it and we share it just so that right there so people could be inspired to do it be like oh they could do it like I've always wanted to do that I'm gonna do it so we, we love that
0: and and Paloma, I do, I do make jokes to, to Eritrea that like you are a real life Disney princess. Uh, and I, and I mean that with, with all my heart, cause it's true, I think, but you also are pretty adventurous and you know, it's not all, you know, sometimes glitter glucose puts her hair up and gets on the trail <laughs> or like rides a bus to Mexico to do a story about insulin access. Like people forget, like Paloma gets like, she gets out there in the outdoors. Like what's, what is outdoorsy Paloma like?
3: Yeah, I, you know what is funny? I had thought about this recently. My first real like adventure was a slipstream. So like a diabetes event, uh, the camp, I, at that point, I had never even owned sneakers. I didn't have sneakers. And I needed like active wear to go to camp. So I went to Nordstrom <laughs> like active there.
0: i mean we love nordstrom i love nordstrom but that is not that is off brand for glitter glucose Like it's is off that your brand.
1: mothership like
3: <laughs> but i was just like i don't even know like i didn't know like where to get active wear and um i got sneakers and i got like a workout outfit and i i remember telling the organizer of the camp that I would go, but I probably wouldn't be able to keep up and that I'd probably sit a lot of things out because I thought that that's not me. I'm a girl who wears dresses and likes glitter and, and makeup. Like what am I doing at an adventure camp, you know? And so I went and I like, was like, you know what, I'm here. Why not like try these things? And I fell in love with them and was like, I've been missing out. Like, what else can I do? And that's why I started paddleboarding and hiking and doing all these things. And I'm like, wow, like, I almost missed out because I I told myself, I wouldn't be able to do it. But once I was there, I was like, YOLO, let me try it. And here we are.
2: and look at Paloma now (laughs) like we've gone on so many adventures like that's I mean we love that doing that kind of stuff together and like who would have thought that like me and Paloma would be out on Lake Powell paddleboarding our hearts out with against the current for five hours it's supposed to be like a two hour on a flat paddleboard okay that was our bad that was our bad we didn't like pump it up all the way but we we thought we got it (laughs) <laughs> um, but it's just supposed to be a little two-hour like little little rowing thing but we were against the current there were winds picked up all of the elements were against us but in five hours later we paddled back home hours it's <laughs> took.
3: It took, like, right? it took I, a lot of muscle. I thought I was gonna have to get rescued honestly because <laughs> it was unexpected
1: right you didn't expect it to be the entire five hours no. and on top. <laughs> Later. I got a,
0: I got an embarrassing, uh, paddleboarding story. If you guys, are, if you guys are up for it, cause yes, it, cause course. it happens, you gotta be prepared, especially if you have diabetes, you gotta be prepared if you go on a paddleboarding <laughs> adventure, cause you never know. Um, so I was in Hood River, Oregon, uh, with a friend of mine who also has diabetes. Wow. I didn't even like connect this at the time. So, uh, Emily, who's a friend of the pod, uh, and it was one of my first ever friends with diabetes, even way before Instagram. Um, Hood River, Oregon is like the paddleboarding capital of the world and like windsurfing. Um, and the Columbia River is like super windy and like lots of waves anyway. She was like, We gotta go paddleboarding. And I love paddleboarding, but I got on the paddleboard backwards, like when we went, like we pushed off. So, like the fin was like going backwards facing me, and I just like kept it was so windy, and I was like falling over the place, but I was like so determined to like make it work. And I and then I didn't realize until like I was 50 feet from the uh like the dock and the guy was like waving me and he's like just turn it around and i was like oh okay <laughs> got it so I can that's just imagine that's my embarrassing like, paddleboard story
1: can you just imagine like all six million feet of rob in a paddleboard just like <laughs> trying know. to turn around it was it was it like
0: being tall did not help me there i like hit like hard i ate it hard a couple times just because like yeah i was doing it wrong what do you what do you know that's
1: so funny <laughs> oh my god
3: that is hilarious no that wow. that memory of with me and gretchen like i will never forget that like First of all, it was so much work to, like, air up the boards and, like, bring it down the hill and, and all that. And Gretchen's a lot stronger than me. So she, she took my board with her and she put it <laughs> in the water for me. And then because of COVID, Antelope Canyon is closed to, like, tour, mm-hmm. but you can get there on the water. So we're like, hey, it's like an hour paddle. We'll like take an hour there. We'll take pictures, hang out. We'll paddle back. But on the way back, <laughs> it was like the current was just so tough that it took us hours. And we made it. Thankful. <laughs> I had to have my low snack. I actually had a pack too. of gummy bears in my fanny pack this time. Yeah. And... Um, I had to have those. And someone actually asked me if I needed a toe because, uh, my paddleboard was so flat and, um, I was like, no, I almost made it. And I regret it. I should have taken the offer.
0: <laughs> wow. Always take so, the toe if somebody's asking, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> Man, five hours. We didn't have lunch on this kayak. Like what was the plan here? That's like, a, that's like-, like a work day. Oh my goodness. All we had was gummy bears and each other's smiles to make it like, what (laughs) is that? Y'all were out there with a juice box and a prayer. Like
3: (laughs) we were not smiling on the way back. It was absolutely (laughs) miserable. We'd get around
2: a band and we're like, we're almost there, almost there. And then we'll get around and we're like, it's another
1: band. We're not almost there. (laughs) So now you guys know, and all the listeners of the pod...
0: Honestly, I feel like this is every hiking adventure or like yeah. rafting adventure I've ever been on. Always. Something always goes weird. Yeah. And like, it ends up being way longer than, than we planned. Uh, every so
2: adventure is an adventure and it made for a great memory and made us closer together. <laughs> <laughs> and we
3: survived death together. Nothing and like was, a near death experience. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I mean. And I think, again, just a great example of like, when you're with the right people and you have the right people in your life, even a tough situation can be super enjoyable and, and a good, like a memory and it all works out. So I'm sure people have, you have conversations with people all the time on, on your, you know, channels about finding a friend or feeling alone. Like, what would you tell somebody who hasn't found their diabetes BFF, their diabetes yet? Like, but they're looking, what would you tell them?
3: You want to go, Um, uh, Okay, yeah, I can go. Sorry, uh, I totally
0: ambushed you guys with this question.
3: No,
2: no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. And like, um, I mean, obviously, both me and Paloma are always open to friends. Like, we're always open to like talk to people, whatever they need. Like, of course, we're always that person. Um, but a lot of people also ask, like, friend, like friends that they actually meet up with, like in their town or like cl- like that are that's close to them. Um, And so like a lot of times, I mean, this was, I mean, pre-COVID stuff when there was events going on, um, there was always like, you know, JDRF like events and galas, or like, there was a bunch of people putting on meetups and as, as like big as the community is, like, I feel like there's at least someone somewhere that I could connect with then to connect with them. Um, And so that's always like a great, a great way. And like, Honestly, too, if you find a friend like on Instagram and you like them, like just slide into their DMs. Like everyone is looking for a diabetes friend, and like everyone loves like those DMs. It's like, hey, you have diabetes, I have diabetes too. Like let's be friends, or can we talk, or you know, like I think that's always just a great first connection. We're always open for each other, so I just like just do it. Like you don't have to be afraid about about it
0: shoot your shot shoot your dm shot
3: yeah exactly <laughs> and i always feel like just be if you're open about diabetes like some <laughs> thing will come like i was wearing i was at the gym and you know my cgm is showing and someone comes up to me they're like is that a is that a sensor you're wearing I'm like, yes he's like i have diabetes too and there's a, another guy i saw at the gym with diabetes too i'm like cool now I have gym buddies with diabetes you know so it's like because I wasn't hiding my sensor it opened the door for someone to visually see that I have diabetes
2: I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me too like I'd be wearing my sensor and like this girl would come running up to me like oh my gosh is that like do you have type 1 diabetes I'm like yes and she was like I do too (laughs) like let's be friends I'm like okay let's do it like
0: it's like the eyes watering emoji like like eyes blowing up
2: Yes, exactly. Like, and I am always I that person. like I'm always that person too. I see someone and like, I'm just going to go for it. And like, everyone is always so excited to like meet another diabetic in the wild. You know, I think it's just, it's so fun. It's so cool.
1: I try to think about it as like, how would you feel if someone ran up to you? You would be excited. All right, bet. I'm about to make your day. Unless it's a little kid who's going to like shame you for it. Like what are some of those kids who are like used to seeing other diabetics? But yeah, no, it's always worth it to run up to someone and be like, hey, new friend.
0: I do, I do it now too. People get weirded out.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. I've, I've done it like in the bar, I've done it at a concert, but, and at, and at the beach. Um, but like people, people have always been very excited and, um, and they they love it because I'm like not to be like really like weird like I just want to say hi I noticed your sensor on your arm like I have the same one I have type 1 IVs and I just think it's so cool I just want to say hi and like you're doing great
1: (laughs) do your um do any of your so okay so like small little story um Apparently one of my brothers was at a baseball game and he saw a person with a Dexcom and like to all his friends was like, that person has diabetes. I wonder if they know my sister. They should know my sister. And he like went to go try and make friends. So like, do your family members also like do stuff like that where they're like, I saw a type one diabetic at this place. Do you possibly know them? Like just all the time. Because I guess
3: now we're the type 1 diabetes people. (laughs) It's just interesting to me. Definitely my biggest fan (laughs) and um, loves to get me new followers. Actually, something really funny happened last weekend. I went out to the bar with a friend, and um, she went to the bathroom. I I didn't go, but I guess there was a girl with diabetes in the bathroom. So she's like, let let me have your phone. And she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you follow my friend Paloma. And she like put in and then like she came back from the bathroom. She's like, Oh, that girl, she has diabetes. I told her to follow you. She's <laughs> like, putting you great. on to new diabetes hey, birth.
0: <laughs> I love it. Gotta have your where will we be without moms? You know what I mean? Whew, I would and be- I can
1: imagine Paloma's mom being like, My daughter is glitter glucose
3: (laughs) oh my my mom goes into fries you know the grocery store oh
0: do we know it or what we of course we know
3: she's like did you see what glitter glucose is advertising this week (laughs) 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 that's so beautiful beautiful.
0: (laughs) oh that's so fun Hi, I want to, I want to put you guys on the spot a little bit because Gretchen, you said like the DMs are open. Uh, what are the DMs like for you these days, Paloma? What is uh, like, what's ha- What's popping on IG for, for glitter glucose in the DMs?
3: <laughs> you really, you guys are all going there right now. Oh, so Paloma's
1: face, guys, is so pink. It is the color of her shirt. Oh my gosh.
0: Sorry, I had no, to put you thanks. on the spot.
3: <laughs> but things are fun in the dms people are, are looking for me and <laughs> people are wanting to get to know me <laughs> as they should paloma's
1: a very I mean, interesting girl
3: they, you know
0: <laughs> people are shooting their shot i like love to see it we love we love a good underdog story
3: oh my god i when i meet people out in public or like on an app or something i never say i'm glitter glucose i say i work in marketing so I oh, actually
1: don't want my favorite thing is her nickname oh yeah can you t- do you do you can you tell them oh, and I or is that, that. or is that close friends only you're <laughs> <laughs> gonna broadcast
3: it now
0: yeah well i'm gonna have to edit this out now because we can't we can't let it slip that there's a secret group so
3: Oh yeah, sorry. Um, no, I. If people don't know me and they meet me out or they meet me online, my name's Lola.
0: <laughs> Rod's face. No, I've I've met a lot of girls in my life. This is, this is like I've never met one that was like I'm Lola. <laughs> never met <laughs> one, not one. But I, I mean, I, you know, that's a that's a name that you call back. I feel like. <laughs>
3: and I can't googling paloma
0: no
1: no they'd find you quick girl i didn't even think about that you would give yourself away what about you gretchen do you tell people yes i'm type one type happy come find me no no (laughs) what's your alias
2: i don't really like have an alias i don't know i'm not as like fun as paloma i just gotta do the same thing <laughs> i just like yeah i'm gretchen work good marketing as well in the story i
1: don't know <laughs> oh okay so i have a question now so have you ever i guess have they ever found out where like what you actually do and then been more about the spotlight than you has that ever happened mm. since i have these three mega influencers in here i guess do you does that ever happen to you guys it's like oh She's got clout. Let me get some.
0: A, a, a clout grabber. or we what used call it? jersey chasers.
3: Oh yes. Cleat chasers. There you right. go. Stop. Not cleat yeah. chasers.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but um one t- no, one time a guy just made like a really a comment I did not like. He was like, Oh, you get like all these perks or whatever from being an influencer. Just think about me next time and see like what they could get for me too. I'm like, uh, ew, no, like th- this is about me.
0: You could have handed him like a freestyle, a free, like freestyle Libre 14 day trial.
3: <laughs> That's so Sign low. up at my freestyle <laughs> program.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's I've so never, weird. I've never had... Weird something like that happened I kind of had the opposite where I was like dating a guy and like we went out to a bar and a, g- a random girl like noticed or, like knew who I was and she came up to me with her boyfriend she's like oh my gosh you're type one type happy like it's so cool to meet you am I and the guy I was dating was like What's happening? Who, who are you? What? what?
1: <laughs> in what capacity are you super important? Can you explain? Yeah, like, am I missing
2: something? Like, he even told me about this. I was like, well, oh,
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, it just, you know, this happens.
2: Yeah, it's just a.
1: <laughs> what Do about, you have like, a- go ahead, Rob. Sorry.
0: I, like, so the first person, you guys know Raquel type one day. Uh, yeah. So she was the first person to recognize me in public uh, from Instagram. <laughs> oh. Uh, and like, cause I was playing in a basketball league and she was at that gym, like working out and she like DM me and was like, Hey, this is super weird, but are you playing basketball right now at this gym? And I was like, yeah, that's me. That's, that's, that's so crazy. So that was, that was my first, like in public sighting. Did you ever like, what's your most memorable, like, Hey, your glitter glucose moment, Paloma, do you have one?
3: Um, yeah, I was actually at Starbucks in Scottsdale And a family came up to me and they're like, are you glitter glucose? And I looked so ugly that day. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so embarrassed. I was like, yes, I was like stuttering and everything. And they're like, we follow you um, and all these things. And now this is like my second family. Like I basically (sighs) live with them (laughs) and, 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 I think you know them, Rob Tracy McCarter and her family. And I'm like, now the teenager, she's 17, she has diabetes. I say she's my sister. Like, I just gained a new family because they recognized me at Starbucks as Glitter Glucose. That's so That's fun! Amazing. You're building these amazing community ties. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I and like
3: I to, like myself into people's lives. I'm like, I'm in your life now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's just you and your cats right you just you slide slide through and now and you and now you're part of the family
1: yeah so you guys you share so much online like you share like your what you're going through with your diabetes your friendships the sometimes even Poma shared like other stuff and i mean i i find it all so vulnerable do you ever find yourself like not wanting to share certain parts of your life because you have such a following, because you guys are so big on the internet. Are there things that you're just like, this is just for me?
3: Gretchen
1: um, like solemnly nods, like mm, no comment. <laughs> 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 well,
2: yeah, I
3: can go first if she wants. Um, I feel like yes and no. Like I feel like if I'm going through something tough or something private, like I keep it in, and I'm but like, glitter glucose is just, like, who I am, so when I'm, like, holding in something, I just don't feel like myself, and I'm just, like, I'm just gonna share, even if it's vulnerable, if it's embarrassing, if it's whatever, you know, and then, like, I'm, I end up being so glad that I did, because there's always someone out there who can relate, or who is waiting to hear that someone else is in the same situation, or even fun things, like, dating you know when I do share those tidbits it's just like uh, do I really want to put myself out there that I'm on the dating apps or whatever you know and then I share and people love it and I I just feel more free and I'm just like there's no for me there's no differentiating paloma and Glitter glucose so it's just like all all on there
2: yeah I'd have to like totally agree with that and like even in the diabetes realm, when you're having like a bad diabetes day or like you have a super high number, like I did this morning. Um, it's like, I could keep that in or like, sometimes I share it because like, or, and I would have it, you, I would share my graph and it's like all above, you know, where your, where your range is supposed to be. And like, yeah, that sucks. But like I share it and like, I feel like so many people are just like comforted by that. And that gives me comfort that like, I'm not alone. Cause I feel like, I feel like I'm a terrible diabetic myself. And then I put it out there and I see all these other people going through it. Or they're like, I'm so glad that you sh- shared that with me because I don't feel so alone. And that makes me feel good and them feel good. So at the end of the day, like it does feel good to like share those kinds of like more vulnerable times
3: that, that we have. Actually, there's something that happened recently, Gretchen. So, there's a photo of myself and Gretchen being used as an ad, and oh. in it showing our graphs. And mine's like good, and Gretchen's is like to something going up. Yeah. And she's showing in, she's smiling, and we're having fun. So, somebody in a private Facebook group or something screenshotted the ad. And was like, I just can't understand why this is being used as an ad and why the girl in the photo is smiling. It just seems like this doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, there's been, yeah.
3: All the comments underneath were actually really nice in support of Gretchen and were like, "Uh, maybe because diabetes isn't always like good or maybe because diabetes isn't always like a flat graph, so... That's, that's why she's showing. And I sent it to Gretchen. She's like, am I supposed to be like, like frowning? <laughs> because She's like, I'm having fun with my friend and we're having like a good time. Like, I
0: it's mean, this awesome. is so much more complicated than like a stock photo of somebody holding a high number with a sad face, you know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like really cool
2: to actually to have as an ad. Like if I were a person, I saw that ad and like someone was like they showed a good number and a bad number but but they're both having a good time i'd be like oh so it is kind of normal to like have those bad days like I shouldn't be sitting in the corner crying because I have a high blood sugar. Like, no, I'm still, I took the insulin I need to take to bring it down, but I can't sit around and wait for it to, you know, kick in. I'm still going to smile and have fun with my friend. Like it's not a big deal.
0: Eritrea and I were talking about this in our intro. We talked about a one C's and how, no matter how in control your a one C's are, every time you get it taken, you have a little bit of anxiety because you don't want to feel bad, you know, or you've had bad experiences in the past and It's so good to normalize like a glucose excursions are so normal. Even people without diabetes go on them. They just don't have the numbers to to show for it, you know? So having a high blood sugar is part of our life. Like having low blood sugar is part of our lives and no technology that's available right now. will just totally eliminate that. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's super good because you never know like somebody seeing that ad where like they, they might not be connected to any other diabetes people. They may not be out with their diabetes, so to speak, but they see a number that, like re- represents them and and they, for the first time, maybe they're open to using something new. So yeah, I think like we don't have to always dress it up and act like everything's okay or that everybody's blood sugar is a hundred all the time, you know?
1: sad for the man who posted that somebody should check on him is he okay like he was just like so like bro tell me you're a hater without telling me you're a hater like he was Mm -hmm. like my a1c's a five how dare this girl smile on a random photo on the internet i'm pissed and you should know how dare she be happy
3: yeah (laughs) like girl what you were having a valentine's day brunch when that photo was taken Mm -hmm. so like how Mm -hmm. can we be sad
0: yeah. No kidding. Nothing else. Nothing yeah. spikes my glucose quite like a mimosa brunch. Hey yo.
3: I mean, <laughs> I've definitely it. looked at it. Haven't you worth ever like it.
1: looked at your sugar and be like, "Oh man, three twenty nine. Worth it. <laughs> no problem. Next. No problem. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Gretchen and Paloma, aka Lola. Uh, it's- <laughs> Uh, it's so great to have you guys on. Uh, this was uh, a big bright spot of my day, just like I knew it was. It would be. It was so great to catch up with you guys again. And thank you for always being supportive of, of this pod and just being good internet friends and real life friends with diabetes. I just want to thank you guys for all that you guys do. And just for being cool people that uh, are always up to jump on a Zoom on a Friday afternoon and chat about diabetes. Cool. I love it. Thanks
3: for having us. This was so much fun.